You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 32. Okay, so easy questions are out of the way now. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Clark. All right, welcome. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Okay, you know, this episode is it's a really fun episode. It's good for... It's good for a lot of people. It's good both for longtime fans who want to know what the future holds for the local maximum, and it's also for the people who are just coming in and trying to figure out, you know, what is this podcast uh, really about? So we're not going to do uh, technical tutorials today. Um, we're going to do something a little different. As you might know, I'm taking six weeks off from my job at Foursquare in order to gain the freedom to pursue other projects. Now, some people would say that this is a little unusual. So I recruited Aaron to turn the tables on the microphone and to interview me about what I'm doing and what my goals are. Now, some of these questions, I actually, almost all of these questions I really didn't know before we started. So it was a lot of fun to be questioned here, and it kind of gave me, you know, my answers by putting them out publicly, it kind of gave me some goals to strive for over the next six weeks Oh, well, it's already, uh, a week is already up, so five weeks now. Um, man, the six weeks are going to buy fast. Okay, so we're going to cover what I'm going to do for this podcast over the next month, you know, the evolution of The Local Maximum. So if you're a fan, definitely uh, let us know what you think, localmaxradio.com, particularly when we talk about the new website. I will talk about some of the software projects that I'm getting started on. I'm building some prototypes and maybe when I post some of these prototypes um, online or on GitHub or otherwise, some of you in the audience will give it a try or, you know, help me build it further. And uh, also, I've got my reading list for the six weeks, which, of course, I will post on the show notes page. So, all right, let's jump right into it. All right, Aaron, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, you've you've had some interesting guests while I've uh, been away, so to speak. Oh yeah, did did you listen to any of those? Did you listen to uh, Sharon Mojarad and Clyde Vanell? I did. Yes. Uh, okay, good because we're going to talk about those a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. So let's start in talking about you know you might notice that I'm a little bit more relaxed than usual, a little bit more <laughs> high energy, let's say for a Friday night. I feel bad for you because if yeah, I'm exhausted on a Friday night usually, but uh, not this week because I've got uh, a little bit of time off, which is kind of nice. Uh, six weeks off to be exact. And so a lot of people are wondering, Max, what the heck are you doing? So I thought that, um, and I don't know if I know the answer to that fully, but maybe I thought, okay, uh, you can sort of question me on that and uh, we'll see if I can answer some of your questions or at least determine where I am unclear. Excellent. Yeah. So, so you've you've already touched a little bit on one of my first questions, but but so you're a week in at this point, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So I I did some research uh, and and made a not entirely surprising, but but a discovery that I, I was not aware of before, and and that's that the the term sabbatical actually has uh, has roots in in the well, it's it's a originally a Hebrew term, and it goes back to the Bible. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. And and uh, talking about how in the seventh year you must not work the fields. So so if you were taking a strictly traditional sabbatical, uh, you I, I suppose you would have had to have, have 
been working for for six years already at Foursquare, which oh, wait, I, I don't know. Seven, have you seven? Yeah, well, seven. So oh, is, I, mean, it was unclear from my reading, and 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 maybe some of this was lost in the translation from the original. Whether it's the seventh year, as in you work it for six and then don't work the seventh, or you work seven and then the eighth year is off. Uh, probably if it, if it goes by the weekly schedule where Saturday is the Sabbath and is, is probably this, I probably got, went one t- year too much, <laughs> although I wanted to do this last year, but, um, you know, it was, it was not a good time for the company. And then I realized this year it's never a good time. So I just better do it. Um, well, now I, I should point out, I'm calling it a sabbatical, um, in case people from Forest Square are listening, it's technically not a sabbatical because the company doesn't have a sabbatical program. It's technically like unpaid leave for now. So, um, but you know, people ask me, Oh, are you going away? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there like a a family problem or something like that? No, 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 no. Things are great. This is when you want to do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Strike, strike while the iron is hot. Uh, now it, right. You, you, you said six weeks. So unfortunately it sounds like you are not doing a, a, true traditional sabbatical, which would, uh, I, I guess, last an entire year. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but it's not. It's also not a rest either. Well, I'm getting a little more rest than I usually do, but um, it's, not, uh, it's not just... Uh, well, I don't know what the traditional <laughs> seventh year... I'm sure you don't rest for a whole year, but like... Um, well, I don't. I don't know what. I, I don't know this traditional, you know, farming sabbatical you're talking about is, uh, but uh, it, it's. Well, yes. Go on to your well, next question. Okay, so 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 moving away from Leviticus and and towards yes. kind of a, the more modern use of the term. Uh, so so as as you pointed out, uh, so a sabbatical is is not just a vacation. Uh, usually, you got you got some sort of defined goals. Although a lot of times people do incorporate travel. Uh, into that in in as part yeah. of, of tackling those goals. Do you have travel plans as part of your sabbatical or are you going to be sticking to, to the, the New York City area? I do plan on sticking to the New York City area. I might go on some day trips. In fact, um, as you know, we've been talking about doing our, our tech retreat that we do every year, technically every five quarters because we're weird like that. <laughs> and uh, so I, we might do that at another location like Boston or New Haven or Hudson Valley or something, but I'm not going on any long, you know, flights or vacations or stuff. So most of my recording will be, um, will be local. Um, so it's not like, you know, a month ago or two months ago where I was, uh, where I was recording from Georgia or I was recording from, um, I think there was an Ireland, episode from Dublin. Yeah. 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 Or was that Dublin oh, no, or was that's that? That's right. You were in Northern Belfast? Ireland. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of those town outside belt. Yeah. But, um, so no, I'm, I'm sticking here. That's the, for, for the most part, that's the. Okay. That's so, the so easy questions are out of the way now. Um, I, I, I alluded that, that sabbaticals usually have some sort of defined goal. Uh, what is your goal? Uh, what are the, the milestones you've set for yourself? Um, other than I, I think you mentioned at the, uh, the tail end of the last episode that you were, you're planning some improvements to the website. So that's, that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, but, but what are these goals you've set for yourself and, and are you willing to, to kind of raise the stakes by publicly <laughs> announcing them to your, your listeners? Well, so there's no, no weaseling out by well, moving the goalposts. 
Well, I don't know. My um, my goal for Monday is to write down my goals. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to do. So now you're now you're forcing me to talk about them on the spot. But uh, I think I could talk about some of them on the spot. So uh, let's divide it up among a few things. I've got podcast goals. I've got project goals. That's like software projects that I want to do. I have reading goals, things that I want to learn, learning goals, and uh, on top of that, I have uh, a few other things. Like the, the other things include things like um, you know getting in the habit of running every day. So for the last week, I've been running a mile every day. Um, and let me tell you something: when I first started doing that, I was like, after one minute, I'm like, ah, 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 and I'm like, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. And then. Um, a few days in, it's like, okay, I can do this, but I better not schedule anything else, you know, later in the day because I'm going to be wiped out. And now, I mean, I went for my run a few hours ago. I feel fine. So very, very different in terms of health and well-being. I mean, that's got to be a major part of it. I've got to figure out when I come back to my job uh, in a few weeks, like how to do it without, you know... Well, uh, keeping time to, um, like getting more time to exercise and like stop snacking. And I don't know, I, there was a period where I was good at this in like 2012, 2013, but that's all I was doing. I was doing only work and exercise and that was my life. And I, at some point it's like, okay, you got to do other things in your life, but you know, I, I, I've got to figure out how to maybe set routines that yeah, there, there are simple stuff. solutions that are anything but simple to implement in your life. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of them, and that's a goal that I think you know everybody could have. For me, I you know I think this time off is the only way I could set better routines. I mean, it's hard. It's you know why can't you just do that while you're working? It's hard. I don't know. It's it's you know these software startup jobs are particularly when you've been there for a long time. You get a lot of you get a lot of questions. You're really into. Um, the products that you're building, and um, it sort of takes your focus away a little bit. So that's that's one thing. That I just started with that one because that's the easiest one. Um, now the second one is uh, so. What were the other three things I want to work on? Okay, podcast development. So one thing I want to do for the podcast is definitely create a new website. So we've got and, and I've got some some feature questions there about what what exactly. Oh, yeah. This, well, so for, first of all, are, are you going to name drop? Uh, you know, are, are you are you doing yes. this from scratch yourself, or are you using one of the the many services out there that that make it simple and easy, and who yeah. might sponsor podcasts? Right. So, I mean, I might <laughs> I might use Squarespace. I'll probably use Squarespace. Um, and then another thing that I want. So, first of all, it's going to be localmaxradio.com. I have that domain name. And right now, if you go there, I believe it either goes to my blog or SoundCloud. Let me give that a try. Uh, right now, it goes to it goes to SoundCloud. I think it used to go to my blog, but then my blog got hacked, and then I fixed my blog. But while it was hacked, I sent it somewhere else. I never sent it back. But anyway, don't worry about that. It's going to be a full website now. It's going to have all my links there. I want like a better way. One of the things that has come out of this podcast after doing 32 episodes is we've got a lot of really great content and things for people to learn and links for people to go through. So let's make that all all those show notes pages. And you're the one who asked me to do that show notes page starting way back in episode zero. Uh, that's becoming a really great resource, even if we don't get you know a whole lot of listeners through that. I think it's a really great 
resource for people who are trying to learn about all these topics and trying to go back and see what people were saying about certain topics. So really getting some search features. And then, of course, I've got my Amazon links there, which, hey, I haven't made any money on them yet, but I have gotten, I ha- I am starting to get clicks, which is really nice. So, yeah, definitely having the the show notes and and once you've got that compiled effectively, it, it kind of easily lends itself to some sort of a searchable archive. Do you have the ability yeah. currently to to add like tags to those posts or or is yes, that so- but it's not I. I I don't use it too well. I need to like organize that. By the way, I should point out, I'm not going to like push all these like Amazon links and ads. All I do is I link to books that we mention on the show, which is just a, I, I think a great use of that technology. Um, but yeah, so back to the searching. Um, I, I don't know. I think it could be a really great resource, educational resource, research resource. I don't know what kind of resource it is, just like a content re- resource. And I I have to figure out a good system. Now, the, the other big question is, uh, is there going to be some form of, of user, uh, user interface there in, in terms of either comments on, on posts or, or some sort of forum page or uh, or, or is it, it purely going to be kind of a, a one way on the website and, and, and then you can, you know, people can contact you through the, the show's email address or, or on so, Twitter or Facebook? That's a good question. I, my initial thought is probably to keep it purely content-based for now. Um, I haven't had uh, good experiences having comments on the blog. I had to turn them off because most of them are just spam. Um, you can leave comments on the SoundCloud you know, I mean, then I don't own that and it's not good, but you know, I, I don't think there's not, I think we have to build up the audience a little bit more before we have kind of a forum, um, or something like that, um, which I'd be open to do in the future, but I think for version one, just pure content, because I think there's a lot of features that we can think about just in terms of, you know, making it searchable and making it usable and that sort of thing is a good thing to focus on. So a question that I did not have prepared in advance, but but this line of discussion has uh, Shoot. made me raise. Uh, is there this, a- <laughs> is, uh, this is what I do when I do interviews. Happening live. This is what I to do. Yeah, this is what you learn to do when you do interviews. That's a, I hate podcast interviews where they just read the list of questions and then they don't even listen to the person's response. That's not what you're supposed to do in the podcast. <laughs> so you're doing the right thing, Aaron. So does a local maximum subreddit exist yet? No, a local maximum subreddit. Well, as far as I know, maybe one does. Because I, I don't think so. Because per- yeah. perhaps that that is a solution to the kind of you know listener interaction uh, interface there that that kind of separates out some of the. Again, you don't you don't own the content there, but uh, it saves you from having to kind of maintain your own uh, policing the comments and and stuff like that on your own website. Aren't, aren't, aren't subreddits though policed by the person who creates it? And if y- I yeah. I mean, there, there would be some moderation involved there, but, but by nature sure of it being separate from the website, yeah. you don't, you, it, you can, you don't have to worry about polluting the, you know, the show notes page with whatever random uh, commenters or spam or, or whatever gotcha, gotcha. breaks out in the comments yeah. there. Uh, you can, you can have it cross-linked, but, but it's, it they're probably good at, at Removing general spam. Yeah, I, and and 
I'm not a a Reddit you know power user, but uh, yeah, I'm a consumer. I don't write <laughs> very much, but we can. Yeah, we'll see. That's actually a very good idea. Uh, so I, I think you you kind of answered this, but um, I, I had a question here about whether this is going to be a spe- this website is going to be specific to the podcast itself, or if it's going to be part of of the the larger Max Sklar Media Empire. Um, <laughs> and, and that there'll be you know a podcast page uh, on that website, but it, it sounds like this is this is all podcast all the time here. I think so. I mean, if I write blog posts, which I keep having ideas for blog posts, but I never actually write them, which is why I mean, look, three years ago I launched my blog and not much came out of it. I have a couple of cool articles, but that's it. So if I do write stuff, I might put that on there too, but. Um, Honestly, if I write something, I would probably also mention it in a um, in a podcast episode, uh, right? Because always looking for content. So, uh, I yes, I think <laughs> my the 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 um, uh, the website is my podcast, which is my my media <laughs> empire of content. My entire. Uh, my entire thing is just so, that. So you don't expect that, that there'll be a lot of you know blog posts outside of, of episodes, at least in the in the near future, that it's, it's primarily going to be well, episode-focused yeah. still? I mean, ne- never say never. I, it, one of the ideas for expanding on this podcast is making like more types of medium. Like you want to have some videos and some, some text and, and some interactive stuff, things like that. Um, so I'm thinking about it, but I, I have no specific plans on that. Okay. Uh, um, so I haven't, I haven't, so we we continue on the podcast. There's a lot of open threads here. Cool. Uh, let's see on the podcast that covers kind of the website questions. Um, I mean, do you, do you see a major shift coming coming out of out of the the sabbatical period in in how you do other other well, things for the podcast aside from you know show notes and, and the web page yeah so it's interesting uh well, i mean somebody at at work said they noticed that uh it's the content has shifted more towards opinion um which i guess editorial um it's not like it wasn't before like we've been doing that kind of thing since the beginning really but um some of the more controversial stuff is very popular, so we'll continue to do that. But I'm just going to let it evolve, how, however it evolves. Yeah, I feel um, like the first ten episodes had things, a lot more of—I yeah. don't know if "academic" is the right term for it—but it was it was very much focused on yeah. this is a concept. Let me try and teach you about it, uh, and and then as oh, but well, still, and, and we I certainly mean, applied it in yeah. ways that that involved quite a bit of editorializing. But but I think there's been a little bit more shift but, to yeah. current events related stuff. But think about last week. Last yeah. week, going over causality with with Sharon Mojrod, that was a really, to me, a seminal episode because that's going to come up again and again, and that's going to be a really great episode to refer back to when editorializing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's. Um, but that is a tutorial episode, and it's one that I just did. So it's not like I'm not doing those anymore, and I have a lot of concepts to explain. I mean, that's part of the thing with like anyone could do a podcast. So I'm just thinking about, you know, what's my value added here? And that's okay. I have all this experience as an engineer 
as a machine learning engineer trying to like visualize this stuff and and being an insider in the industry kind of a thing and sort of interpreting current events, interpreting issues, but using, uh, I guess, using the concepts that, that I learned through my work to explain everyday life is... Uh, sort of my, I, I'm not very smooth in, in explaining that, am I? But but that's sort of my. Uh, I was saying, if, if we were in a corporate environment, you would have a very clear mission statement that would be framed and, and hung above your desk. Yes, yes, maybe uh, maybe that will come out of this. Add, add that to your list of goals on Monday. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and, and I yes, um, and another one is to like. I'll have some time to email some guests who have a larger audience. Chris Messina, by the way, very good guest a few episodes ago. You yep. probably remember his show. His, the show that he was on is now our most downloaded show. And it's partially because, I think it's mainly because he has a big built-in audience. So I still want to interview these interesting, fascinating people and, and like engineers and product people who are less well-known. But... I feel like if I get some of the more well-known people on, that will, you know, increase the increase the circulation of the podcast. So I have a few people in mind. I don't want to jinx it by talking about them on the program. There are definitely people that we've mentioned on the show before, though. So uh, you could probably guess. But people that just come up as we're doing the show, it's probably, uh, you know it's probably a good idea to go invite them on the show. Hey, we're already talking about you. That's how, now, that's when, how we got when Chris you Messina, right? discuss somebody on the show, uh, much, much like we did with, with Chris, uh, do, do you usually, uh, yeah. when, when you launch the episode, if, if not in the, in the show notes on your webpage, then when you tweet about it, do you, do you at them and, and call them out or, or do you wait for, for, uh, your listening audience to sometimes, sometimes to, yeah. to, to raise the call? So I usually intend to call them out on Twitter. Uh, I don't always get to it. Um, I mean, if it's someone big enough, then I will like, uh, but um, I, I think that uh, they either respond or they ignore it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and there are some, some exceptions. Like I, I, yeah. I know we've talked about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and uh, Donald Trump on the show oh, before, yeah. but, I, mean, but I, I don't imagine you, you, you tweeted out the, the, uh, the episode link to them. No. No, uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, not to them, but to other to Nassim Taleb. I did to the the article I went over about Game of Thrones. The the authors yep. of that I did. They didn't they didn't respond. Which I'm like, you know, this is like <laughs> I, the, I don't they they're not that big. I don't know why they didn't. Um, who was the guy who did the article on Thomas Bayes? Um, he definitely responded to it. So yeah, we, we do get a lot of response that way. And that's actually good. Hey, this is something that I noticed when I was doing. Was that the my- Bayes article out of the, the UK? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, um, the, it, this is something that I noticed too, you know, when I was a radio host uh, as an undergrad at Yale, one of the ways to get people to listen to call into my show would be to email someone beforehand. Hey, I'm going to be talking about your article today this is the number you should call in. And they Mm. sometimes did, but those were all students. So that's a, it's a different now. Now we've graduated to the real world. Although if I had Twitter then, Oh, there's so much stuff. (laughs) Back then I just had instant messenger. 
I was going to say that you're, you're entering into the dangerous area of, of uh, when in a news story, they say, you know, we reached out to so-and-so for comment for this article, but they were unavailable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, those are the two things I want to do. I'm hoping I have a goal by the end of the year to like start having around a thousand downloads a week for this podcast. I don't know if I should say that, but I just said it. <laughs> so we'll see if I get there. Um, that will be interesting or, but you know, as they say, there have been a lot of benefits to this podcast that I've gotten that I wasn't expecting. So the journey I expect will bring good things, even if that specific number doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not a, an all or nothing target there. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other things you mentioned uh, was, was uh, about kind of reading goals Um and, and okay. I know when, yes. when I, when I have a little bit of extra time, I like to do a lot of reading. Um, I've, I've yeah. focused most of my extracurricular yeah. reading though on, uh, on kind of the, the fiction, uh, a lot, a lot of science fiction and, and, and fantasy myself. Um, I imagine your reading list is, is going to be a little bit more on the nonfiction side, but I, I could be, uh, su- surprised and mistaken there. So tell me a little bit about what's, what's on your, your to read list for the next few weeks. No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I am. It's more like a like self-taught course type of a thing. Um, so I've um, one of the books that I have is on getting into the details of deep learning. I've spoken a lot about deep learning on the program, but I don't have a whole lot of hands-on experience with it. Even though that's considered the hot thing, that's at the forefront of of AI and machine learning. So. I want to become a little bit of an expert on that. So I've got a book on that. I've got a bunch of materials on blockchain and smart contract coding that I want to get through. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I've actually spoken to um, a company that makes these investments that says, and, and I've offered to help them, you know, read some white papers and analyze investments. So I'll get some hands-on experience with that as well. So it's like, you know, I think in the future, uh, this is a good, that's an important skill to kind of upgrade. I mean, even when you talk about, okay, what is a smart contract? What is a blockchain? We we don't even get into that right now. We could probably do a whole show on that. I mean, we have, we could do more shows on that, but um, to actually have hands-on experience with these things and to re- have read a bunch of books on these things rather than just getting it from articles is really important if you're going to speak on it. Um, another one I have is uh, I'm diving into type theory and databases. Now that's an interesting one. And you might think why, I mean, I took a course in automated deduction in grad school. So I've always been interested in this stuff. I tried to make an automated prover in, as an undergrad for um, for a little bit, uh, a short period of time. Um, but actually the whole f- focus on type theory and database is, um, is actually in relation to one of my special projects, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that down the road. And then I have a few other, um, kind of more fun books here and there. I've got, uh, Let's see, uh, Bitwise, which is a book about coding, Jason Calacanis, Angel. And I actually have an interesting book, maybe as a religious overtones. I re- read a lot of this 
kind of stuff. Um, one of the historians that I listen to online and in person sometimes is Henry Abramson. He does a lot of Jewish history. And so I bought one of his books from him um, on these sermons that were given in the um, uh, in the Warsaw ghetto or one of the concentration camps. And they kind of line up those sermons with what was going on that week to try to understand the history of it. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I, you know, I try to understand, uh, there's a bunch of historical stuff that I try to understand. I mean, hell, a few months ago I read, uh, like what was the, what's the book that's like the foundation of Taoism? Uh, I forgot the Tao Te Chang. I read that. That was sort of mind blowing because it's like ancient Chinese and it's very, the translation is like, I'm not really sure what they're trying to say here. So yeah, I, I try to expand out from tech a little bit and learn some of these th other things as well. Cool. So that, yeah, that I like got a pretty, a pretty list. interesting list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could probably spend my whole time doing this. <laughs> so so you you dropped a hint there about some of your, your secret projects. Um, yeah. So... I, I, I guess my, my question on that is is what can you share um, and and do you expect to have kind of results or products along those lines uh, kind of as, as you exit your sabbatical or, or is it going to be you'll have the opportunity to do a chunk here, but it's going to take a while before you really start sending out uh, any of the, the yield from that? Right, right. So the, the one that I mentioned and the reason why I'm um, looking into these books on type theory and databases is, as you know, I have this idea and kind of a smart way to organize your data that I actually shared with you and a few other people uh, back in 2016. Um, I wrote it down a bunch of notes as I was riding in a bus from Cape Coast to Accra in Ghana. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, this is a good idea. I should do this. And then, of course, when you actually sit down to do it, it's a lot harder than than you think when you're writing in a notebook. Um, now, I'm not going to give away too much about what that is, although you've you probably read a, a couple years ago a little bit about it. But um, let me just say, in general terms, it's a smart way to organize your data, uh, organize information, um, and I'm going to try to use it for some real projects. So I'm going to try to actually use it to organize my podcast information. And I'm actually going to try to use it on the subjective tagging system, which is the next thing I'm going cool. to get to. So I think that actually having a use, and the problem is when you give, like, let's say you're trying to sell a database to engineers and you're saying, check out this data, even though it's not really a database, what I'm creating is something that maybe lives on top of it. But let's suppose you, say, hey, engineers, I invented a new type of database. Give this a shot, right? What's going to happen? Well, they're going to insert a few pieces of information in the database, and then they're going to query it, and they're going to see, yep, it's there. And they're going to say, eh, it's cool. You know, and that'll be it. But you really have to give people, A, examples of what can be done, and B, challenges. And I'm talking levels, like easy, medium, and hard. Try to do this thing with this system I created. And I think that will actually get people a little more excited about it. Um, so that's very vague, <laughs> but at least I put something down into the public uh, so that uh, the public now can start 
you know, now are are you, are you going to be looking for beta testers for that? Is that something listeners should should be uh, be waiting with bated breath? That'll be that'll be way down. Okay, that'll be way down. So so a. Um, I, I might do I might do some other smaller projects for this podcast. Like I'm thinking about doing. Uh, I've spoken to you about doing some kind of a uh, cryptography challenge, um, but I don't want to get into the specifics on that. But we uh, that we might also get done. Okay, I, that that was that was one of my questions. I think we may have dropped yeah. some hints about doing that in the past. Um, yeah. But I, I was I was going to ask if that's still in the cards, and and it sounds like that's that's a, a firm yep. yes, but. But we'll see when that actually drops. As you see, I have a lot to do. Six weeks, as I've learned from the first week, is not that much. Yeah, it's going to melt um, away real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with all this reading. You think you can get a lot of reading done, given how many pages I read in a minute. But the thing is, like, you can't do it all day. So it, at least I can't. So it doesn't work like that. <laughs> have, have you ever tried to do any, any of the speed reading uh, type exercises? No. I, I know there are a couple of, of tools out there to try and kind of train your mind yeah, for it, I, but I've, I've never. I did. feel like sometimes it's sometimes my mind is ready for it. Sometimes it's not like sometimes I'm just reading these technical books and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It's not even worth, you know, trying. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I, I do sometimes use to uh, in, increase my efficiency is I will listen to podcasts at accelerated speed. Uh, oh, which, I, a lot of people do that. I don't, I like listening it to, podcasts on one X. I just, I just want to <laughs> listen to it as intended as the, like I said, there's, but there's a lot of debate and creators usually come down on the side of one X is the speed. It was intended to be listened to. And, and you're losing something by, by letting I mean, uh, a mystery algorithm somehow compress and, and recut it. Now, I don't care if someone wants to listen to this <laughs> on 1.5 X, two X. Heck, if you can get through it on five X and it, it's, it works for you. God bless you. I, you know, I, but I personally, I'm a one X guy. I'm just, my mind is just not as fast. <laughs> I'm sorry to say people think I'm really smart, but my mind just does not work faster than one X. Well, it definitely depends on the content that you're listening to. And, and if you are uh, interested in speeding up your listening, uh, do it in baby steps. Don't, don't jump straight to two X. Cause uh the, the the smaller you can increment it and step it up a little bit at a time, the more likely you are to actually be able to kind of train your brain to to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. And so there is a um, uh, there is a one point one, I think. Is there? I don't know if you can do that on. Uh, so so I listen in uh, what is it? I think Podkicker uh, yeah. on my Android phone, and and you can increase the speed there in zero point two x increments. Ah, interesting. Which, which means you can't have a 1.5, but you can have a 1.4 or 1.6. Okay. Okay. All right. So I, yeah. And I think that, so by Monday, I'll write some of these down. A lot of these, it, it'd be good to have, like what I've just told you is like, I have specific things I want to work on, but I don't have very specific goals to say, did I hit it or did I not? So that, that might be what I want to do by Monday. Um, yeah. Having, having measurable goals is key for, for being yeah. able to and actually yeah. Check those off. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about, uh, which is important to this show, is a subjective tagging system. So subjective tagging is what I'm calling the solution to moderation and censorship that I've been calling for on Twitter and Facebook. So the difference between me and other podcast hosts 
is that other podcast hosts will complain about something and say it should work this way. I'm actually going to build a prototype on it. So to see if it actually works or not, I, who knows, maybe it could be a bad idea. Let's actually build it and see, right? That's, that's what you should be doing. So the idea of subjective tagging is, you know, right now the objective tagging is winner takes all. So if I tag something as spam and a majority tags something as spam, the machine learning algorithm is going to understand, okay, that's spam or a, a troll or whatever, or offensive. Um, but if you assume a degree of subjectivity, is this piece of content spam to this person? Is this piece of content offensive to this person? You can kind of divide out the groups, and that way if you're in the minority, you still have a fighting chance. And so it might be able to keep the peace between different warring groups better than what they're doing. That's my thesis. I'm going to build something to at least try it out. Very cool. I'm, I also want to do like, you know, the whole decentralized Twitter idea. Um, I might get a chance to look into some of these decentralized Twitter, like blockchain applications that are already out there. I want to understand what they're doing. I, I get the feeling that a lot of the ones that are out there are not what I'm hoping they are, but We'll see. I got to learn them first, and before I do that, I got to learn blockchain. So there's too much to learn out there. I don't know what I don't know what to do about it. Well, so maybe wrapping up this this uh, sabbatical discussion, um, one of one of the motivations that a lot of institutions uh, support this kind of uh, kind of program, and I know you said that that this is not technically a a sabbatical in terms of of company policy, um, but yeah. but but you are referring to referring to it as such for, for kind of shorthand, but yeah. in, a, in a lot of places, they believe that they giving you the opportunity to kind of change gears and work on something different or, or something that you wouldn't be able to dedicate all of your resources to effectively, um, you know, in, in, in the course of your regular duties that, that when you wrap that up and, and come back, you will return to your, your, your work refreshed and renewed. And, and do you think that, uh, a, will, will, do you see that, happening when, when you come back from your sabbatical in terms of, of some of the, the other projects you've been working on previously? And, and B, do you think you're going to be sick of some of these things you're, you're focusing on for the podcast uh, five weeks from now uh, and, and ready to go back to work because of that? Well, I don't think I'll be sick of it, but I think I'll be um, ready to go back and you know, dive into some of the problems that I was diving into beforehand with a clear head. And those are causality problems. So those are a lot of the problems that I deal with at work right now are the stuff I was talking about with Sheeran. So maybe I'll have a clearer head. I'll have more perspective. And um, I think I'll be ready to come back and I'll be ready to start earning a paycheck again. <laughs> maybe the excess can be funneled into this podcast or one of these projects or something. I like to have a lot of balls rolling. That way, you know, in the future, um, I can, if I want to make one of these things bigger into its own business or whatever, I can do that. Um, but, uh, you know, the fact that I did get this sabbatical and I do have so much work at Foursquare, I'm, I'm ready to go back to work after these six weeks. Yeah. Well, I, they, they talk about it more in, in kind of the creative realm than, than in some of the technical fields, but there's, there's that whole concept of, uh, with, with authors, when they write a book, you know, that you need to take the manuscript and, and either mail it off to your, your editor or, you know, put it in a drawer and give it a week or two without looking at it every single day before you go back and try and make revisions. You need some, some distance. So 
letting letting your mind focus on on some other stuff and then coming back to like you said some of those those key causality questions you've been dealing with might might be just what you need to get the, the, oh, the yeah. creative kick in the pants there. I I totally agree. I don't know why companies don't see this um, enough, but they really should. Um, anyway, I always say when I run a company, <laughs> uh, there'll be there'll be no work and party all day. <laughs> okay, so I think uh, I think this discussion is wrapped up. Unless you got any more questions for me? No, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more as as you progress through this this sabbatical on on how things are going with that and and seeing some of the results when they do roll out. Uh, especially seeing the new website. All right. So that's it. That is our discussion about my sabbatical. Um, right after we had that discussion, we then jumped right in and recorded a normal local maximum show where I ranted about Facebook for 30 minutes. Well, I mean, we did other things too, but people always want to hear that for some reason. So uh, we also discussed some, you know, podcasts and articles that were actually confirming a lot of the things that uh, I've been saying throughout the show about social media and Facebook and Twitter. Um, So that discussion is next week's show. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you subscribe so that you get access to that show. And then following that, I have some great guests lined up. Uh, Joe Kroback to learn more about data engineering. Um, He runs a really great newsletter in that area. And I won't spoil it, but a guest, by telling you who it is, but I have a guest uh, to talk about Bitcoin and the media. She is super popular in the blockchain world, so I'm really excited about that. You keep listening. I'll keep making it worth your while to listen. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. If you want to contact me, the host, or ask a question that I can answer on the show, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. This show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you want to keep up, remember to follow The Local Maximum on one of these platforms and to follow my Twitter account, at MaxClock. Have a great week. Feel the power. She said, I don't care what you say. You're going to see me shine.